Is it going? Are we good? Greetings, everybody, to the most beautiful, delectable, the most savory of podcasts you can possibly imagine. But the taste is not for food. It is the craving for video game news. I am Tyler Vedito, and I am going to be the host today for Casual Master Quest Episode 2, the only podcast that can steal another podcast's trademark motto and get away with it. Ooh. Tonight, as usual, and hopefully for all of eternity, I have over in the corner, I have Cam. And Nick, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. I can't leave. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do have you chained to the, the desk, in fact, both <laughs> preferably and physically. I, <laughs> it was part of the contract. You signed in blood. You, you, I was like, I, I warned you the moment you handed the quill. It's like, hey, I know the ink is red. Don't worry about it. It's okay. But you, you realize once you wrote it down, it's like. <laughs> I had my heart set on it. So, you know, it's not too okay. much I could do. Wasn't thinking at the time. Nick, Nick, look alive, brother. How's it going on your end? Surviving. Surviving. It's, it's been, uh, you know. You survived another signed, year, in fact, didn't signed you? A, signed a death contract to this guy right here. And, um, you know, just got to make the best of a poopy situation. Yep. Yeah. The death contracts going around. The worst thing he could have possibly done is sold off his, well, maybe whatever the equivalent of a podcasting soul is. So he could podcast with us on his birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Oh, I, I, I thought I said <laughs> my birthday's next week. Happy oh, birthday, Nick. Tonight's ha- just a party because it's a Happy long birthday, weekend. Happy birthday, Nick. It's your Thank birthday. You. Thank Nick, you. Now it's, it's your birthday tonight. It's, it's your birthday, birthday now. <laughs> As I shake that chair, it's your birthday now. I'm just, how old are you going to be next week, man? Uh, 23 on the 23rd. Woo. I remember when I was 23. Man, what was I doing when I was 23? Me Nothing too. good. I remember that too. That's right now. Oh, jeez, man, you're making me feel like an old duffer. My morale uh, just went down or my psych. Uh, and now You're I'm, the one uh, getting went, married soon, so it's, you know. Yeah, you I know. Put right? that on us. I'm the old goat. I went from uh, Punished Snake over to Old Snake. I'm, I'm jumping completely different people. Uh, for those watching the video, I'm actually wearing an eye patch right now. I don't know why. I think after what happened with me and PSVG, I decided, you know, I was like Punished Snake. I, I My outer haven got blown up. Yep, so, yep. you know. I should have a horn or, you know, shrapnel sticking on my head, but, you know, I haven't killed anybody, so it shrank a little bit. So, yeah, you know, I think, it works uh, out. Every once in a while, people should get punished. You know what I mean? Just become right. the punished versions of themselves. It's very important. So, I mean, I feel humiliated, and the humility is strong within me. And for that, I believe in divinity, I will become a better person. So, oh. here I am. And you two, as my little jail guards, I'm going to say jailbirds, but I'm not sure what that would uh, insinuate. What that would entail, but that, that would say all sorts of interesting things man 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 but as usual we had our fun little rambling session usually me going on my long-winded rants let's talk about video games i know what those are oh my gosh do you really yeah i spent too much time doing oh my gosh i was gonna pull out a dictionary oh man cam tell me about the video games what are those things all right, so it's this really crazy thing. Get this. You know TVs, right? So you got your televisions. Yeah, your that's old, my initials. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You got your yeah. TVs. My imagine, imagine if it was like a like a game mm-hmm. put on your TV. Right. Oh. So you can something happens, but you control it. It's crazy. It's the 
crazy. Now, every Saturday morning, I tell myself I want to interact with the TV by watching Dora the Explorer and everything. I do. I always win every single time. Yeah. Are you going to tell me there's something like that, but even better? Yeah, and you can lose, too. Most of the oh time. Oh, my gosh. I, I never want to lose this Dora the Explorer. <laughs> that sneaky box always tries to swipe my swipies. He's a uh, tough one. He's a tough one. He's a swiper. Sniper. No swiping. Oh, oh man. man. But anyway, yeah. So what do we want to talk about video games wise? Are we going right into the news or what's on the plate here? Ah, oh, man. What you been playing, dude? All right. Jeez. So uh, I actually just I know, started right? work. Pressure's so, on you. Yeah, not too, too much, but I've been, you know, grinding away at Pokemon Go. Played a lot of steep, actually. So I'm this thing where I like to get one like sports game and one uh, car racing game, a generation pretty much. Right. So I've been looking at Forza Horizon for that, but I picked up steep, which is Ubisoft's like big, you know, winter sports game. Right. So uh, I've just been hammering away at that. It's mostly for fun or anything. I didn't know that it was always online. So it's an always online game, which is unfortunate because those are the likes. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, they they do have a lifespan. You know, they can't keep the servers up forever, so the game basically becomes useless once the servers go down, uh, which is unfortunate. But I mean, are they down right now? Are you just saying that potentially in the future that's uh, going to be a yeah. devastating blow? It's mostly in the future. It's just like in the sort of collector sense where you have to look right. forward and say, "Is this going to be worth anything? Will we get to play this in the future?" The and whole uh, Halo. Uh, it was either two or three where people were playing up until the last minute where they shut down the server right, and they was, just. Um, it was a full like squad and there was two guys left and they dragged it out for two weeks, I think. Yes. Or yeah, they, they would not shoot each other. They they started living. <laughs> they set up rules. They set up a society. Um, no, but I get what you mean, Cap. I bought my PS2 back with me from all yep. the way from home. And I still have to find a transformer to get the voltages right to get it running. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, I have Burnout 3. Uh what is it? Takedown? Revenge? Revenger? Revenger. Burnout. Revenger. I can't remember. I just know it's a third burnout. And I Metal have burnout. And revengeance. Yeah. If anybody's ever played any of the Jack and Dax yeah, games, yeah. I have Jack mm-hmm. X, Combat Racing. And those are two of my favorite racing games growing up. Obviously, that and Need for Speed, uh, you know, whichever one it was, I think most wanted two. But yeah. Man, that yeah. Jack Racing game was actually really fun. It, oh, and it, Crash it, Team Racing. I got Crash Team Crash Racing. Crash Team Racing, yes, for the PlayStation. That was my yeah. first and favorite racing game. Hey, Cam, uh, uh, judging by your, your response, uh, you're like, what the hell are they talking about? No, not at all. I know all this stuff. Okay, <laughs> you were saying, though. You were saying. Yeah, I was going to say, though, actually, speaking of racing games, uh, have you guys heard the rumor regarding Star Fox? Yes, that uh, <laughs> potentially they're going to be doing a, a Star Fox racing game. Oh, man. They're saying a lot of the rumors said in the vein of uh, Diddy Kong Racing. So, it's, you know, I get the feeling at this point Nintendo's just had a new idea with uh, like idea where they're like, okay, dead IPs, right? IPs that aren't doing too well. Let's racing game. It'll do it. It's the best. Let's go. And so you might it see an F-Zero. Work. You might see an F-Zero crossover. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, some rumors coming out from there. But uh, yeah, chugging along. Steep is steep is uh, interesting in that it kind of you know has no loading screens. It's kind of drop and drop out multiplayer. So you'll p- see people on the mountain just kind of show up. I think one really cool thing is no matter where you are on the mountains in the game, whether you're snowboarding, skiing, wing gliding, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you can just hit a button and basically back out to the start of the trail or hit a button and back out to the like different area of the map. No kidding. That is right away. Yeah. And it's really nice because if you get tired of a run halfway through and you're really not feeling it, you can just be like, nah, and back out. Nope. Peace out. Just start over. Yep. So I've been working on that. Yeah. You've been playing uh, Pokemon go. 
Yeah, I've uh, I never stopped playing Pokemon Go. I play it every day. So just grinding uh, away. It's a shame to talk about it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So did you do uh, the community event that happened today? Uh, fortunately, it was raining out over here, so I didn't get a chance to too much. And I was you know busy doing some other stuff, grabbing the uh, camera you can see here, so you can see my beautiful yeah. face and such. Oh my! But, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah. Ring starting the tingle. Ding. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have too much time to go out but uh yeah usually i get on that sort of thing i am happy in that at least i have all the legendaries up to this point in the game so i'm not you know i'm not that's still impressive there. that's very impressive yeah. uh, i just saw that hoo also is coming out alongside with the trade of latios young know, yeah. a week ago yeah. so good shot it was fun uh you've also been playing heart gold randomized now were you talking like an actual 3ds game or you're talking a mod what's going on here so basically what you can do is there's a lot of randomizers out there for pokemon games where you'll basically throw them through a program and they'll change up where wild pokemon are where trainers are what trainers pokemon like have or what pokemon trainers have and that sort of thing you can change yep. gym leaders names everything pretty much items on the ground so when you're playing a randomized run you're basically doing that so right now i'm doing a nuzlocke of heart gold randomized and i'm just finishing that up actually oh uh now do you start off with the same pokemon technically or no no you don't have to so you can randomize starters as well i believe i started off with a spiel actually in uh this run so (laughs) wait a a spiel which was for sapphire and ruby yep yep gen three heart gold okay okay whatever i mean it's a gen four game they're all in the data so hey that that is also (laughs) very true it's just having a gen 4 pokemon as a gen 3 starter or gen 2 even <laughs> sorry a gen 3 for a gen 2 starter okay yeah. sure i mean i was always down with the idea of playing a link to the past randomizer but mm-hmm. you know what's pokemon that's that's a whole different level and actually oh, everybody should definitely stay tuned because i'm going to be starting one on stream on monday night a new pokemon randomizer so nice. we'll do that one together so okay we'll yeah. talk more about the uh stream that you can do that later at the end of the podcast man oh, cool I uh, finally you've been touching a little bit of punch out now which punch out are we talking about here i that was this morning actually so this is the original punch out for nes not the mike tyson version and nice. uh what i do is for my other stream i kind of do a uh me i play for the first time big prolific games i've never touched ever so we're going through nes right now i jumped on punch out for the first time this morning looks like you're loving that uh so, sorry about that but uh, no it's okay uh for the those listening, I uh, I'm drinking a lukewarm Milwaukee's best ice to celebrate the weekend. And <laughs> oh, warm? nice! Yep, I, I punished Tyler Vitito. You know, I got to take everything with humility, including the room temperature alcohol. But <laughs> enough, enough of that, please. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so punch outs, punch outs, difficult. You know, you see me here with the punch out. <laughs> it's it's very difficult. You know, we made it through the minor league, we made it through the major league. We're in the world league now fighting Soda Popinski, which oh, everything's yeah. everything's a big stereotype. I was actually amazed they had uh what's called Piston Honda, I believe was the Japanese rep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh when you beat him, and this is a crazy thing translation wise, when you beat him, he just says uh sushi Yokohama Mitsubishi Toyota something. That that's what he says. That's right that's wow and i'm like i'm looking now like okay what did he say in japanese like whose choice was that when the american version i need to know so i gotta go look that up uh but uh yeah no it's very difficult it's basically a hidden puzzle game it's it's like hidden behind a puzzle game you have to figure out tells of the enemy and stuff like that and you know time your press is right and such right. but yeah I, you know i have a difficult time with that i got absolute garbage reaction time so i'm just doing my best it really stinks because uh, you're playing on the uh, original Nintendo. Are you playing it on a tube TV or are we talking HD? 
No, I'm talking, I do it for streams. So it's on my totally legitimate uh, NES for computers. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> I guess my uh, the, my point was, and I'm sure you know this, uh, about the uh, potential latency that yes. you have to deal with. I think I am too. It just messes with you terribly when it yeah. comes to that game. Oh, man. Yeah, and I have a bad, actually, version of it too. It's crashing every once in a while. I, you know, I didn't have it. I had to grab it. Oh, up this man, morning. but I has the Nintendo seal of approval when you bought it from the store many, many years ago. <laughs> but yeah, so just working through that. So that's that's pretty much all I've been doing this week. All right. All right. Nick. What's up? Nick, baby, how's it going? Um, going okay. A little bit hungry, but yeah. a little bit hungry. Huh? Yeah. Are you hungry to talk about some of the games you've been playing? Hey. Um, well, game that needs no explanation, Fortnite and Pokemon Go. Just uh, whenever I've been out. Oh, we can talk about Pokemon Go. What have you been playing? I I really don't know what I'm doing. Pokemon Go is one of the only Pokemon Go games that, like, Pokemon games that I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, (laughs) I I had to do some bank work around my campus this week, so I just walk around. I have my uh, Apple Watch, so I'd open up the app on my watch, and it'll just calculate my steps without having to actually hold the phone in my hand, uh, catch a few things, getting my seals done for whatever reason. I don't really know why I'm doing it. Getting field research done for whatever reason uh-huh. so i'm just working through it slowly um then Fortnite, my friends who i usually play with they're all traveling and they finally came back today so i woke up as soon as i woke up they're like oh we're on i'm like well i'm on too um so that was the first thing i did today uh i haven't really played much of d2 this week just because it's been busy and i need a lot of time for that game right now oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. and just ending off like the days with a game called rimworld uh, uh, Rimworld. Yeah. I've never heard about this game. What is it? Um, I really like Rimworld. It's one of those games that I have to be careful of. Um, it's one of those games that drags you in. It just sucks you in and holds you in for hours. And so you really have to be careful playing it. It's a Ooh. top-down um, okay. colony management game. I guess that's the way you describe it. It's like... Set uh, in a, what platform? Um, or? PC only, I think. Okay. Um, it's... It's 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 fun. <laughs> That's really all I can say about it right now. It's well, you uh, say it's a, a top down uh, management. Is it like of a city or a um, house? Have you ever played uh, Prison Architect? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So looks pretty much like Prison Architect. And then no so it starts off. You have different um, uh, beginnings, but the m- most common one is you start off as three uh, space explorers and you crash land on a planet that has no civilization, maybe a past civilization, but you build up, get more colonists, and then eventually the goal is to escape the planet. Oh, fair enough. Uh, there's quite a few games like that. Uh, is it multiplayer, like online multiplayer? Or? Um, I don't know if they have plans for it, but it's not currently multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but how much time do you think you've uh, put into it so far? Um, so I have it open right now. Um, 102 hours. Hey. Whoa! That's the way yeah. to do it. So it is one of those Man. games. One yeah. of those, yeah, you were not kidding when you said, you know, it might. <laughs> you're, you're off your freaking. You're past the might part. You're in the sucked in. <laughs> you're coming onto a rope tied to a tree. That's how much you got sucked um, into the wind. And I'll tell you when I bought it too. I bought it uh, this past December. Oh, I was waiting for you to say this past week. I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, no, that was Stardew Valley when I had like a week off. Oh, I man. Just sunk 60 hours into it in the week I bought it. Oh, man. I can't blame you either. Like, just. That whole just one more day fever, just playing Stardew Valley is like I did this. This is gonna happen in three days. There's so much my my. I need to fix my fence. You know, I need to fix my fence. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's like three hours later. Oh, 
But one more be- season. I can do. I can squeeze up one more season tonight. Oh man, summer's coming up soon. There's so much stuff going on for summer. Plus, I haven't gone to the mines yet. I, have, I need to go to the mines today. I, I can do it tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm rambling on about. It's funny because I say all this stuff. I've never played Stardew Valley. However, I've watched my fiance play Stardew Valley. I would not doubt that she has at least 100 hours into that game, if not more. Oh, is this uh, a my fun fiance game? just laughed at me in the background, so I'm assuming about 200. Yeah. Oh, um, now, now she stopped her foot. Now she's indignant. You're still, you're still <laughs> underestimating, I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> Either that or you're getting in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, we will see. Uh, I myself, I decided to play the uh, Detroit Become Human demo. Have you guys messed with that before? Yes, I have. No, I can't because I don't have a PS4. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Uh, as my fiance is sneaking me. Okay, anyways, yeah, she has the mohawk. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh, man. You said you played it over at PAX, didn't you, Cam? Yeah, so they had the two E3 presentations, and then for of this specific demo, and then I played it at PAX East as well this year, so... Now, what did you think about it when you played it? Well, you know, it's I'm not coming into it fresh. As I kind of mentioned last week, I'm coming from the perspective of knowing like David Cage games and Quantic Dream games. True. Uh, we did so, talk about this last week. Yeah. So I will see. There's always that bit of bias that comes in, like where I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a silly game. Like it's going to be this. We're not going to avoid the fact there's going to be something supernatural that happens at some right. point. That's just, gonna, you know, it's a it's a fact of the world. But, you know, I really like the demo. I really do like the demo with this is the rooftop demo where you have to deal with the hostage situation basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in terms of games these are probably some of the most movie games when people talk about you know movie games with little gameplay because all quantic dream does in their games is make an interactive experience where you're choosing what to investigate you're choosing you know what dialogue options to pick and that sort of thing and there's a lot of uh, qtes there's a lot of button prompts and some of them can be a little uh, esoteric sometimes in some of the older games yeah, so especially in this one you know, it, was, it was throwing me up with the directional pad and all that and I also realized that we've pretty much had this conversation already. The only difference is my third eye has opened because I played the demo myself. I'm actually really sold into it. I don't, it freaks me out because my uh, usual cynical self is like, eh, it's okay. I mean, it's good interaction. It's a Quantic Dream style game. And, you know, the idea and the premise seems pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, wow, I get to play as a, an android and I get to do cool investigation work. But then there's this guy who's also an android killer and, you know, some other person I haven't actually heard anything about yet. Thanks to the uh, the trailer. Not mention anything except for they all say they have the same name, which I don't know yet. I don't know the reason behind that. Do you? There's a lot of spooky Android mysteries, but uh, I think one thing that I definitely want to talk about regarding Detroit Become Human. So a good example of what you can expect from the game, I think, is there's going to be a lot of almost like on the nose things that play themselves off as subtle is the best way to put it. So, for example, they insist, they insist that Detroit Become Human is not a slavery allegory. They insist it. They insist it's not at all about there's no slavery connotations with the androids and the humans. Of course not. No, definitely not. Why would they ever say anything like that? That's silly. (laughs) Why would you ever want to make a political statement with the video game? No, but then in the game... They straight have them singing like like slavery songs, oh. like and they're claiming and they're hundred percent claiming like no no slavery influence at all. What are you what are you talking about? Mm. And that's just the you'll see a lot of that in this sort of game where they'll hit you with something that's really really on the nose and try and play it off like it's some sort of subtlety that only a genius would understand. But uh, yeah, no. In terms of Detroit Become Human as a whole, it's definitely going to be a fun experience. I am looking forward to it. Probably going to pick that up right away and play that uh, with my buds and stuff. But uh, I do expect it to jump the shark 
entirely. And oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of those games where like I look at them like this is gonna be a 10 game, but then when I play it, it's like this is a 7.5 game, but I thought it was a 10 game, so I'm highly disappointed. It's like it's gonna be a good game, but it's not yep. gonna be the best game. No offense. I was just going to say they they hide a lot of the they had a lot of the the problems with the game behind you know good visuals and very influential actors usually so oh, yeah. <laughs> they kind of hide that they mask it up a little bit. Oh man, like we we talked about this before. Uh, we don't have to go too far into it. Uh, I too, as a shocking surprise between the three of us, have played Pokemon Go. As no. I, uh, I know, right? Well, no. played Pokemon Go. I bought myself a Pokemon Go plus bracelet and i finally returned the one that i was stealing from my fiance so we both have bracelets now we uh we are the elite welcome you you, you casuals jeez i know right i mean i got one i wanted oh, to buy okay. one even when i was not playing just for the fact that it was a pokeball on your wrist yeah, yeah. it looks kind of cool if you think about it but you know that's a 35 dollar bracelet oh yeah geez. and you know honestly i don't end up using it at all practically because it gets to the point where especially when you get you're playing pokemon go a lot and you have your spins down and your curveballs down it'll yeah. just throw a like a normal pokeball straight basically when you hit the gold plus to catch pokemon right. whereas you know my spin is much better than that and most people spin once they practice for a while it's much better so it starts to become just like especially if you're in an area with not a lot of stops it becomes a waste of balls to use mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i kind of stay away from it these days but a human being I, better than technology, blasphemous. <laughs> I mean, I've stated why I use it before for the most part. I'm a truck driver and yeah, I'll use yeah. it. I guess the I guess another reason I have considered uh when I'm going out for a pokey run, as I stated with my fiance, I'm usually the one driving. And obviously I can't catch Pokemon while I'm driving. Yeah. And so the the hour that I'm playing, I'm just sitting there with my thumb, you know, pressed against the wheel. It's the same thing as the drive uh, you know, truck driving thing, but I really do spend a lot of time playing Pokemon Go without actually even looking at the screen. And mm -hmm. you know, it kind of stinks because, you know, I'll push a button for 45 minutes and then I'll spend 15 minutes like, whoa, I caught that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because nobody it'd be it'd be horrible. Nobody would ever catch Pokemon while driving. That would that would be. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I got really ticked off. You know, we saw the same guy over and over, you know, nearly hitting us. You know, he's looking at <laughs> I'm looking around like, oh, I'm sorry, I almost hit you. Like, oh, no, that's another Charmander. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, it, it, it was just frustrating. It's like, come on. I understand that, you know, because I was like, what the heck? He's got fast food all over his car. And Amanda was like, actually, no, he's using cardboard to hold his window up. He probably can't afford a bracelet right now, Tyler. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. Details. Details. I mean, which is fine, but then at, le at least he could play responsibly, right? Yeah, you get it. You know, if it came down to it, he could walk. I mean, it's a terrible Walk? thing to say. I know, right? The walking is for the lower class, uh, a Segway class, you know. <laughs> segway. The Segway class. Uh, I guess my big game that I've been playing, I, sh I shot it out there on Twitter, and I got lightly and very friendly uh, blasted by Kevin Austin of PSVG. Uh, I really haven't played that many JRPGs. In yeah. fact, I, I could count the number that I've played in the past since I got out of high school on my hand, one hand. And it's kind of upsetting that I used to love JRPGs. Now, granted, JRPGs typically are between 40 and 100 hours. So, you know, high school time versus, you know, I have a real life now yeah. time. It's really different. But it, it felt like every time I played in a JRPG, I would try it for a couple hours. But then I'd find a reason to just say, oh, this is terrible. Uh, refer to Earthbound. But 
in I guess technically near Tom. No, near Tom, it is an action adventure style yeah. game. It is JRPG by definition, but it's more action. So yeah, true, yeah. but different reasons and all that. So I went to the web, talked with some people, and it boiled down to what you suggested, Cam. I believe I. It, what what was the uh, the company called or the game series? Oh, did other people tell you that? I'm so happy. Yeah, so Falcom. Yeah, so Nihon Falcom is one of my favorite developers of all time. And, okay. Uh, they're just a, they're a mid level Japanese company. They've been supporting the Vita like crazy. But they've supported all of Sony's consoles, and I respect them a ton because what they've done ever since the '80s, and I should say they were some of the forerunners for the for the for the Vita in the '80s. That's impressive. You know, who's going to say for the world of video <laughs> gaming? Uh, what's it called? If I remember correctly, a Falcon game was the first to have an orchestral track in it of any video game. Wow. And yeah, back in the 80s, I think with Dragon Slayer, I believe. But yeah, these days they just, you know, they make these extremely expansive stories. Like we're talking spanning seven or eight games, like the Legend of Heroes series. It has the three games in Trails of the Sky. It has the three games in Trails of Cold Steel, has two games that are localized and they're all part of one story. And they just chug along regardless of trends, regardless of the mass appeal. And they just chug along, make these games for the people who love them. And I respect the hell out. Like a giant book novel given in video game form. And if you love the first book, it's like you have this whole expansion of, you know, information and games you could play. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at the release history. They, they keep turning these games out. Yeah, no, especially with the Trail series. Uh, there's so many games in the Trail series, but even the last seven or so have been connected. And at some point, they'll just sit you down. They'll be like, all right, sit here, learn about the history of all these countries and the economics and how the railway works and the culture, because you need to know this. It's very important. So it's the type of game that'll set that sort of amazing world building for you. And uh, that's just the Legend of Hero series. They also make the Yeast series, just spelled Y-S, which yeah. has also been going for a long time since the 80s, I believe, as well, which mm-hmm. is um, some of the progenitors of the action RPG. So they churn those out. You've seen Yeast 8, I believe it was, on PS4, just uh, uh, 2016, I believe, or 2017. I the first Yeast game was released on June 21st, 1987. Okay, cool, cool. Yep, but, Four uh, years before I was born. Yep, but <laughs> I, I got to shill. I got to shill Falcom at all opportunities. Nihon Falcom Corporation, they're the best. Uh, I've never seen them make a bad game, in my opinion. Nothing they've made has been bad. That's okay. Well, uh, unfortunately, I did not pick a Falcom game, much to my now chagrin. But uh, I will strongly have that considered because honestly, you gave me a hot pitch. I, if there's one thing I'm good at, is investing myself solidly into a game series for months at a time, usually mm-hmm. to my detriment, because yeah, as a podcaster talking about the same thing over and over Fortnite uh, gets kind of stale, but uh, you know, cause I had to get banned being able to talk about RuneScape for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's why, especially when we're doing podcasting, that sort of thing, it's important to, I think, to get different games in every yeah. week to try and get that spread and especially with new releases and stuff. But when it comes to the legend of heroes series and that sort of thing, you need to know you're strapping in for like 600 hours, like each game's 50 hours Ooh. practically. And there's like seven of them. So oh man, do the math. So it's a lot, but yeah. Uh, but it boiled down to between Final Fantasy 15 and Persona 5. Yep. Now, I know 15 is a good game. I know Persona 5 is a good game. They have different quirks and benefits to, you know, different things. I honestly could tell you that between the two of them, I like the Final Fantasy 15 style a little bit better. Mm-hmm. However, I've also watched about five or so hours of my best friend playing this game. Uh, I would say at least an hour and a half to two hours of that was him driving in his car. Yeah. And I was like, 
I get to spend like an hour and a half, two hours a day. Am I going to spend a half hour of each day if I'm going to a different location to drive in this freaking fantasy car? Is that a legit thing, Cam? Or So here's the problem with Final Fantasy 15 is like, I'm not sure. I've seen the driving. I think when I've experienced the early demo and when I went ahead and I played it a bit with a friend for, I think, five or six hours. Uh, but when I did all that, it was a bit of a trek. I mean, we were it wasn't 30 minutes, I would say, but it definitely was like a few minutes. But I actually have not finished or played a lot most of Final Fantasy 15, which is usually like that would be right in my wheelhouse. The problem is because they keep on supporting the game and releasing new content. So oh, the yeah. game is never finished. <laughs> and so I'm trying to wait for everything. But it's now been like two years of them just putting out new stuff. And I'm trying to wait I for hope all the VR headset so you can play Final Fantasy ah. 15 fishing. <laughs> the deep, like it was like the monster beneath or some crap like yeah. that. I mean, we like that it's getting supported and getting all this new story content. Cool, Absolutely. But it also sucks because we want to play it. And it's, it's like you want to play, you want to beat it, you want to be done with yeah, it. But exactly. You're not going to get the complete experience. Then what's the point? I'm just waiting. I'm just sitting on, you know, I'm sitting on the uh, clock at this point with it. But it's like so the that bring- opposite of like Destiny 2's problem where yep. there's a lack of content. And then here, there's too much content. Too much, too much. It's like, let us stop. You know, give us a couple of years or something. <laughs> then you can, you know, Skyrim in it. You know, just port it later. But let us enjoy what we have here. Ten years uh, of Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't don't say that. That's possible, man. That's actually really <laughs> scarily possible. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5 uh, was a bit of a mystery number to me. Like, I, I it was an invariable. I've never seen it played before. I've gotten little, you know, I played a little bit of uh, Persona 4, I think, on a PS2 emulator, I believe, but it wasn't really like, eh, you know, this is cool, but, you know, I don't get time for this, and it kind of died out. But Persona 5, like, I looked up, and people praise it to the high heavens, but nobody I've talked to, save for one podcaster that, you know, I haven't talked to in months, said, you know, this is a fantastic game. It's just incredibly long, and it's like, screw it. I... People give me crap for saying that I am very spiteful with JRPGs. Persona 5 is a great game, as said by others. I'm going to give this a shot and prove that I can enjoy a JRPG. And so I put in five hours into this game, and I can safely tell you, I do not think I've left the tutorial yet. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you probably haven't, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. Uh, how how much of Persona 5 have you played before? Oh, I, be- I beat it. Okay, 100%. right now... Uh, you know, obviously the no spoiler thing, even though it's been out since forever. I'm currently uh, initiating the first official siege of uh, Kamoshida's castle. Okay. So, you know, I'm technically finding, you know, I'm trying to find his treasure, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And so five hours in, they're still teaching me new stuff like uh, fusion. And it's like, are you serious? There's still more stuff that you can, you know, give me another mm-hmm. 15, 20 minute tutorial on. It's like. I can't remember half the crap that's going on so far. Ambush, knock down if I'm lucky, and that's pretty much it. I can negotiate with them if I, you know, knock them all down, but it's like I don't remember how to find their weak spot. Is it trial and error? Sure. Social links. Okay, where's the? So- I can't see a social links. Where's my proficiency at? How do I? Re- okay, I gotta work in tools. Oh, I need stuff to get you know the work of my tools. I need to get materials from the dungeons, but it's like. Systems, I know on is, systems on systems on systems. I got 14 days before I get expelled from this high school. And <laughs> sometimes I, I ask myself as I'm going through this castle, why not? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah, let's, say, let's say. Why don't I just kill the guy? Yep. You know, Persona, 
Persona as a series, and especially Persona 5 too, it's one of those games, like you said before, where when you're out, you know, when you're working 40 hours a week, when you don't have that high school time that we talked about before, it becomes oh, yeah. really difficult to play games like that because they do command that kind of attention. They want that kind of focus because Persona 5, depending on depending on how fast you play through it and that sort of thing, most people are averaging out around 70 hours, and a lot of the Persona games are like that. So and it's fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm having fun with it, but it's like playing four different board games at once. Mm. And obviously I got the chess board right in front of me and that is going to be everything. If I played that and I get through with that, I'll win. However, the more I play this chess game and not touch any of these board games, suddenly the computer gets harder. If I start to neglect uh, social links or, you know, upgrading my personas, it's going to bite me right in the butt. And I know that. I know that just from foresight. Yeah, I have some I have some advice for you, Tyler. Uninstall. Uh, no, no, just get good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't lost yet, so I'm doing okay. I'm just like, I, I can see right now. But you're I'm, complaining. Just get better. Just play better, Tyler. I'm playing. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm just <laughs> saying in the future. <laughs> I'm probably going to need to actually get good because I feel like I'm going to do terrible. And then when I do get good, I'm going to run out of time. And the moon crashes into Termino. That's the wrong game, but whatever. Play, play that turn-based JRPG better. <laughs> yes. Uh, micromanage your time. Uh, is, I'm going to ask you a, a very serious question. This is for personal reflection, uh, asking for a friend and all that. Cam, mm. is there a character that's kind of like Chie in Persona 5? Ah, I see a gentleman and a scholar, much like myself. I understand completely. I understand completely. I'm sure you uh, understand. Not really, unfortunately. Ah! Yep. This game's not I, worth it. Why? My heart goes out, dude. My heart goes out. I understand completely. But uh, the closest you're going to get, there is somebody, and she's not not even really. No. I can't. Uh, no, no. No. Not really. <laughs> I'm not going to get my close childhood friend style that, you know, likes to punch stuff and, you know, get right into it. Unfortunately, Persona 4 is really the only case of that. You don't have that in 3 and you don't have that in 5. So. <sighs> Man, maybe then, I won't have to get back into four, but what's up? I'm just going to say, and in the earlier ones you have, uh, they're, they're different games. Three, four, and five are in a pretty standard continuity, but one and two in terms of Persona are relatively separate. And uh, while it is still the same universe, they, there's a lot of lore and spinoff stuff going on there. But yeah. If there's one thing I want to say, uh, kudos to Atlas, because I am amazed with some of the steps that they're willing to take. Like, uh, they will tackle a lot of, you know, things that you would never see in a different game, like mm-hmm. potentially suicide or mm-hmm. sexual abuse and whatnot. And I'm sure it gets worse and worse, but it's like, I'm seeing these things happen unfold in front of my eyes without actually haven't gotten wind of this. I'm like, wow, this game just, wow. It just did that. Yep. That's and why, uh, that's what I'm drawn to the series. Honestly, that's what drew, drew me to the series in the first place was it actually persona four is the game that got me back into gaming. I was out for a little bit, just playing like the Pokemon every once in a while, nothing really deep, but I picked up a Vita. I picked up persona four. I hadn't touched the series before. And, uh, back in 2013, I played through it and I was just amazed and drawn to it. Cause I liked the idea of unique stories and Japanese companies, especially as well as Indies, uh, offer these sort of unique stories where they give you concepts, they give you ideas, they give you storylines that you don't see uh, very often in games media, at least. Right. So it's really cool to get to pursue, you know, an RPG where it's like, hey, we're talking about high school lives, we're talking about suicide, sexual assault, even in a rhythm game, actually, spinoff, Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all thought it was going to be a complete just cash grab. We thought it was a rhythm game cash grab. Yeah, everybody's However, happy, everybody's dancer. Yeah, it's canon. There's a story in it, and it talks a little bit about the undersides of the idol industry. 
industry. And it's like, that's the sort of game you're going to oh. get out of Persona. So, Ooh. yeah, no, it's... Wow, they, they do not hesitate to pull the trigger on a lot of this stuff, even in a game like that. Yeah. Nice. That, that's why that, I love it. You're getting me more excited to play this game. What am I doing here? See you suckers. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, is there any other games that anybody wants to talk about before we start jumping into uh, other good stuff? Um, there was a JRPG I saw that I wanted to pick up. I don't know yeah, how old it is. Uh, Tales of Berseria. Yeah, Berseria. Yeah, uh, Berseria. Uh, so, what's the What's the verdict? Is it? I. It was always. I. It's an average. I'd say it's average to a slightly above average. The The Tales series is very long running, and there's so many entries. So many entries. Oh yeah. I think uh, a lot of people cite either Vesperia as one of the best, or I know a lot. I hear a lot of times I hear uh, what's it called? You better say. You better say. Symphonia, sorry. Thank you very yeah. much. Good. You, you <laughs> are, I will keep your fine rank, uh, you know, your fine taste as a scholarly gentleman. I, uh, I will yes. return it back to you. Yes, Tales <laughs> of Symphonia for the GameCube. But uh, Tales of Berseria, I've only heard it from uh, secondhand tales. You know, no, no pun intended. Uh, it's it's a mediocre to good game. Like you'll enjoy yourself. Don't buy it full price. But if you buy it or if you have it, you'll have a good time with it. Yeah, I'd okay. say more so. Like the, you know, the style. Especially too, if you're like if you haven't gotten into JRPGs too much and you're looking for a game to get you in, I wouldn't recommend Berseria. What would you recommend oh. then? Well, you see here, just, just oh, one boy, no. Persona just one Four Golden for the best system available. Honestly, I think the most accessible is Persona Five for people right now. Honestly, okay. Well, like I don't feel a, it's he doesn't have a PS4. Jeez, ah. why would you say that to him? That's right. That's right. Just uh, just get good in the fact that get yourself a PS4. Your version you wanna, would get better. Is wanna, get a PS4. He could get Persona money? 4. For, do you want to? No. Uh, <laughs> no, you just got to be a Nigerian it. prince. Would, would you? <laughs> you oh, just got to be better and get a PS4. Uh, <laughs> that, that's cold. Uh, it's the get good. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of other, like, how far back do you want to go? Do you want to do like 16-bit days? Or do you want something 3D with voice acting? I'm I'm open to anything, to really, to be honest. Like, I, I wouldn't mean, mind trying something that's a good. If way. you want something fun and easy, that's a JRPG. I'd probably say something like uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars for the Super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, it's good. It's simple. It, it you know it gives you the RPG fix you need. If you want something more serious and you want that you know that fantasy vibe, I would probably say Chrono Trigger. That's mm. that's usually like an all time easy answer though. So I'm not sure if that would be your dig or not. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, Paper Mario, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, if you've never, ever touched a JRPG in your life once, Paper Mario is, I think, a good intro because it's very light on RPG mechanics, but it gets you in there a little bit. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, from there, you can move to the more modern Fire Emblems. You can move to Persona 5. Those are all, you know, JRPGs right now are doing very well. There's a lot of big, popular, accessible ones that have gotten mass appeal. So now's a good time to get into it, but you can get into it with a lot of games that that everybody can talk about and games that aren't hidden away, like gems right. in some corner anymore. So... Well, we uh, did get kind of uh, deep there into the game talk, which I have no problem with. Absolutely. It was fantastic. However, we do have more of a podcast ahead of us. We did. Let us dig into the housekeeping of the, you know, the section of the podcast where we get the the, the brooms out and whatnot. We need to talk about messages. Mm. Yeah, know, sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, Nick, you got an announcement for us. Yeah. So um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, a fantastic institution. Uh, they fly people, fly kids and their families from all over the world, um, house them for free, give them free food while they're treating whatever uh, cancer their their kid has. Right? Um, it takes about, I think it was two or three million a day to run 
St. Jude's. Um, and so there's this charity event that started off as a Destiny um, fan convention. Um, so the first year, that's all it was. It was just a fan meetup started up by uh, three, two Destiny streamers and uh, one other guy. His name is Kevin. Uh, he's on Mixer right now at KMagic101. And then yeah. Professor Broman and King Italian on Twitch. Um, so 2016 was when they partnered with St. Jude's to start raising money. Their first year, uh, it was $500,000. Uh, $500,000. $500,000. A little bit over $500,000. Last year, 2017, it was $1.3 million. Um, And then this year, it's going to go... It, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen because they do a charity stream, a week long charity stream, uh, the week before the event. So that's gonna be later on in early July. Okay, right? I was gonna ask and you when it was, but early July is. Uh... Um, so the the event is on the thirteenth of July. So from the you know, whatever's the week sixth of July to the thirteenth. Okay, um, and that's when they raise the bulk of their money. And they've been they've had Ninja with them for a while, so. It's going to be insane this year, especially because of all his newfound uh, success. Yep. Even um, I know. Even I know that name now. So he's on gas station pump ads now. <laughs> yes, he is. Gas he's he's everywhere. Wait, are we are we joking? No, no, no he's on gas station ads. Yeah, Those they, they have muffling. The gas stations have the TVs to play the you know, the yeah, crappy yeah. stuff while you're fueling. He's on them now. He's, oh, he's I had no big. Idea. Oh, high quality entertainment all over the place now. Yeah, the finest. Um, so yeah, that's so you can. If anybody's interested, uh, you can go to guardiancon.co and top right corner, there's a little support tab and then you can click on it and it'll take you to the Tiltify page where you can donate money um, if you so choose to because it's childhood cancer and if you don't, you're kind of a jerk. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of in terms of like the least evil things, curing kid cancer is just, that's like the top right there, right? In terms of the least evil things ever. Yeah, you that's like Paladin. Yeah, that's that's like beyond Paladin at that point. So you won't go out in the street. You won't find somebody who's like, ah, you know, let those kids have cancer. So uh, you want to you want to get in there and you want to do those donations is what you want to do. So oh, and uh, uh, even Overwatch, they started a breast cancer awareness drive recently. They were selling a skin for one of their heroes, Mercy, yep. uh, really? for fifteen dollars, and it's a pink skin and it's a beautiful skin, and um, it's fifteen dollars, and all the funds go to BCFA, I think so, or BC. I can't remember what the exact organization was hmm. uh, but they've raised about a million dollars so far or more yeah, like BCRF breast, oh, breast okay. cancer research foundation yeah now usually the uh the more sinister cynical side of me is like ah they're just trying to do this to get good press and all that it's still freaking awesome they could they do, they could do something like this which is fine like at the end of the day even if you're doing it for selfish re- uh, reasons yeah. if the money is going to like a well vetted uh, foundation and they're actually doing good at the end they can do whatever they want for good press yeah, yeah who cares like, you know if the press it's fine <laughs> honestly like who cares yeah you're right uh you're exactly right it's, as you say it's just it's awesome that they can do something like this even if uh people like me are like yeah they're just trying to do it to look good yeah i bet they are because they are good uh you know doing something like this and you know they deserve credit for trying to you know raise money for awareness and if anybody uh, needed more convincing saint jude's doesn't um hold any they don't hold any of their research back the research whatever they find that actually helps people they just put it out there for anybody to use yeah so I, I could get spark notes of anything if i wanted to from saint jude's i'm not sure that's the exact format um it might be a downloadable pdf but <laughs> yeah Advanced no. cancer research Details. for dummies um yeah so that's that's my that was my big bit for this week awesome okay. fair enough uh 
Michael, a prince from Nigeria, asks, uh, what game system did you guys grow up with? Oh, question coming in. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, geez. Let's see. Primary to grow up with. Uh, you know, for me, probably there's a lot, but Game Boy Advance stands out the most. That was the big thing that you grew up with? I played that. Not even grow up in terms of like I started the uh, first thing I had with the NES and then uh, skipped a little bit. PS2, Game Boy, all that stuff. But I played okay. the Game Boy Advance the most. Definitely. Huh. That's actually no, a surprising answer. Usually you don't hear about a handheld, but you know, that's fair. I'm a yeah, in terms guy. of the amount of time, it was between my PS2 and my Game Boy Advance. Uh, I started with the PS1. Uh, but yeah, the Game Boy Advance, mostly because of Emerald. Um, Emerald was my was my thing until the cartridge died, and then all my saves got corrupted. Oh yeah, and, and that was a sad. Sorry to hear that. Uh, uh, we'll have a, a moment of silence for the corrupted save. I can fix it. Yeah, okay. I can find. <laughs> I can replace the battery. We'll yeah, yeah. no fun fact. Let me get this out here. Actually, if you guys have any of your old Pokemon saves, this is something that you can do and 100 works. Okay. If you can keep your game on while you change out the internal battery, get a new one in there and save over it. You can keep your file on the new battery. That yeah. fair enough. That's good to know. I I, never I still have, I still have my blue save Pokemon Blue from when I was four years old because I switched out the battery in 2013. So like you uh, you had a hunch it might die at this rate, so you decided to do that trick just to keep it going. That, yeah, that's they, cool. They start dying usually like 10 to 15 years. The original one started dying, right. so a lot of them have been going down ever since. A lot of replacements being done. Now's the time, kind of. Um, and yeah, but yep. So you can save those. You just have to be very careful because if you touch anything really while you're in there, it's going to freeze the game and then your save file's gone pretty much. So. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, there was a game cartri- uh, cartridge. I don't remember what it was called, like Mon- Monster Rancher or something like yeah, that. Monster, Monster and basically what happened was if the cartridge shook even lightly, I think mm-hmm. it jiggled the uh, battery and it would just kill my save instantly. Just yeah. one strong shake. Something weird happened here and started to sound like a robotic turkey short circuiting. We'll spare you the noise part and let you enjoy our growing paranoia about international surveillance. Okay. All right. Yep. That that make it better? Yeah, it did go away then. It okay. it, it is gone. Uh huh. Any wires touching? Uh no, the, the only screens? thing I did was put down a glass. You know, if I were to take a guess, he is uh from British Columbia right now. Uh maybe since it's passing through the American borders, uh they they've been hearing stuff. You know, the stuff we've yeah, been talking about. Uh, <laughs> we, we did say some blacklist words. You, yeah. you know, it went through uh, to his side and he said some blacklist words and he came back and I'm like, what is this guy? Yep. Who everybody, everybody say hi to the CIA. Hi, CIA. Hello. Hi, CIA. Hi, CIA. Uh, please don't ban me. I got to go gambling tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I still uh, haven't sorted my Charmanders out, please. True. Let me actually, I really want to, let me expand on that question a little bit because I want to yeah. say something regarding that nobody talks about, I feel, regarding the Game Boy Advance and why I like it a lot. Okay. So the Game Boy Advance for me, a lot of people dismiss it as a system, I feel. But for me, the Game Boy Advance, like the way I can sell it is, hey, you know the Super Nintendo, the thing that everybody loves? Yeah, those games and more. Because so many Super Nintendo, very big, prolific games were ported to the Game Boy. Often lesser ports, fair. But when you're a kid, you don't care too much about that. Yeah, who cares? And then they had their own you know, spinoffs. They had a bunch of own exclusives of their own. So the Game Boy Advance library is crazy. Almost practically, most series you can think of appear on that, especially Sega stuff. Because at that point, the Dreamcast had been out and gone out the way of the, uh, the Ghost. The Vita, yes. Yeah, uh, Sega, Sega was bringing all their stuff over. So you had Sonic Game Boy Advance exclusives. You had Gunstar Heroes, things like that. Uh, so, you know, I'm a really big fan of the Game Boy Advance, and I think it uh, deserves more credit. That but, is a yeah. very true point. Like, Game Boy Advance was the then emulator of other, you know, dying or otherwise yeah. closed out systems. Yeah, yeah. 
that is a huge viewpoint. I never considered that. Like, but you're right. Like, uh, Link to the Past. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely, well, not Pokemon, but uh, I'm thinking of Kirby now. Uh, you know, yep. you, you said Sega games and whatnot, but yeah, Nightmare to wow. Dreamland was on the uh, Game Boy Advance. So, oh, yeah, I got, love that game. You could uh, link up and play with other people over yep. the Game Boy Advance. You got Golden Sun. You got two Fire Emblem games in the West, I believe. I believe only two in the West, but practically every series you can think of. Final Fantasy 1 and 2 are on a cartridge together. Final Fantasy 4 is on a cartridge. You know, all the Super Mario World. You got Holy the Island. You got everything. Game Boy Advance has one of the best libraries. Wow. 100%. People really discredit the Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance. They never wow. really talk about it. You're like, oh, this had, you know, most of the good stuff on it, you know, ports and all that. But no, Game Boy Advance, it was like the, the yieldy version of the Switch. No offense. Yeah, I love my little Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, I played it to the point where the screen I couldn't really see anymore in daylight because of how scratched up the screen was. Yeah. And so I could only play in darkness, but then <laughs> that wasn't feasible because there's no backlit screen. So it had to be like a weird mix of dark and light, but there couldn't be any light directly near me. Mm. And I played it, I lost the back cover for the batteries. And then it got to the point where the batteries wouldn't even fit in the slots anymore. So oh, just a that is a hard ghetto life right there, my friend. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Game Boy Advance is great. That's that's the plug there. So I mean, between my me and my friends back in, uh, you know, we're talking like between five and ten years of age, mm-hmm. uh, being first class and second class citizens between the group of us was whether or not we had the battery covered to the back of our Game Boy colors. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if you didn't have, you're like, <laughs> wow, you, you're trash. I, I know it's terrible to say, but <laughs> it was true. I'm not kidding. Yeah, you know, no. I had I had very high pride that I still had my battery cover. You know, I think they tried to steal it or something like that just to put on theirs. <laughs> it was you know interchangeable, but kids are simultaneously the best and the worst things. Yeah, yeah no, they 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 scheme, they scheme, don't they scheme? Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, myself it would be easily the Super Nintendo, but you have strongly encouraged me with the Game Boy Advance because as you said, you know, it's almost having like a little bit of the best of everything right in your yep. hands. Yep. But that's Uh, more on what I grew up with. What I, you know, like the most now is, of course, a little bit different. Uh, Vita, but. (laughs) Yeah, as he looks around to his fine, beautiful collection and a large Neo Geo arcade set behind him. Hey, yeah, you can't see because my head's in the way, but I do actually have more Vita games uh, than I do. Oh, yeah, I can see them over there. Uh, I'm in the corner. A little graveyard over there. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, Fabulous beauty. That's all the questions we have in uh, announcements for right now. Uh, we do have a couple of news pieces. Let's dig it right into that before we accidentally burn up too much time here. Yeah. Uh, the first piece is probably the most important and kind of depressing. Cam, I know you are going to be the, uh, the person to give the uh, the eulogy for this. Uh, despite what you said earlier, uh, go ahead and take it away, man. It's yeah. So uh, after after many years of not supporting it whatsoever, Sony's finally announced that they are stopping production of all Vita cartridges. However, Japan, <laughs> Japan is still going to be making theirs. So that's really all that matters. At first, this was very dismal. And this is still dismal for things like limited run games and things like that, where they're actually stopping the whole mechanism for producing them. So not only can you request not request physical copies now, uh, yeah. even indies are going to have trouble putting out new things on Vita now. Um, but 
in Japan, at least they're continuing production and Japan's the only people besides Indies who have been supporting the Vita. So we're okay there. And you know what? Vita is going to keep on going for years in Japan, just like the PSP did. There's going to be Otome games, you know, uh, what's it called? They're the v- visual novel games where there's a bunch of pretty boys and they're all chasing one Ooh. girl. Those are super Ooh. popular in Japan, uh, especially in the PSP. They still make them. They still port them over. They still sell them in stores. So Vita is just going to do that for the foreseeable future over there. You are uh, a man of class and I have nothing but full respect <laughs> to you. Mm, yes, but it is pretty sad. It is pretty sad that, you know, just keep swimming. <laughs> that's all. That's all they have. That's. I mean, I kind of wish the 3DS would die, and yeah, you know, it, you mm-hmm. think it would at this point, but it's still hugely successful, even if uh, it's not doing anything. Yeah, I've been advocate- advocating for the death of the 3DS since the Switch came out. I think it's ridiculous that they're honestly holding back so many franchises on this 240p handheld that came out in 2011 or 2010, even I believe. But uh, we have the Switch now, and it'd be so much better if they just focused all of their development efforts right on Switch. But you know, we still see 3DS sold six million last year. Still, yeah, despite, from a gaming point of view, you Pokemon things on the Switch, but. From a financial point of view, it is a cheaper platform to yeah. get. It's a lot more accessible. And so that's really the only reason it's still in production, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they are cheap. Pokemon Go definitely uh, stimulated interest. And then obviously Pokemon Sun and Moon happened, which just caused a huge surge. But speaking of Pokemon, there's also been... <sighs> yes. Some- the elephant in the room. Yes. The news. The I elephant come from under the bridge. My name is Troll News. Or I, news Troll. I'm, I'm a... I'm a mixture of excited and um, you sound apprehensive. Excited, Nick. I don't sound it, but that's the apprehension coming through because the so the leaked titles were "Let's Go Eevee" and "Let's Go Pikachu." Um, my apprehension comes not from the fact that we're gonna have, uh, you know, it's the graphics are gonna be better. It's gonna be a proper mainline core RPG game on the Switch. With those my apprehension, players, I doubt it. My apprehension comes from the fact that it's gonna be linked to Pokemon Go in some way. Oh yeah, um, no. So, I say so Pokemon Mystery Dungeon style. So I have that. If it comes out that way, I would feel like it'd be a lot better than if it went the Pokemon Go route. Because I, do you remember the Pokemon Walker that came yeah. with Hard Gold and Soul Silver? Yeah. Now, if the Pokemon Go connection was something like that, where it doesn't have too much influence on gameplay, and you can just find these cool extra stuff. Wait, are we talking about like the Pikachu Gigapet thing? Or no, uh, I think that was before no, that. The, uh, little Pokeball that came out with the actual thing. gold and silver, yes. I think. Yeah, Hard yeah. Gold and Soul Silver. Yeah, it came on a little Pokeball, and then you can take it around Sorry, with I'm you. I'm old. I'm old. No, but you um, are right too. The one you're talking about, Tyler. There was a Gigapet like two generations yeah. or so before. Anyways, Nick, you were saying. So yeah, they're talking about uh, the rumors are that it's going to be linked to Pokemon Go in some way, and if so, if it was a thing like the little Pokewalker or the Gigabit uh, Gigabit thing, where it was just like a you can find cool extra stuff here and there, sure, great, go crazy with it. But if the main gameplay had to be linked to Pokemon Go in some way, I would be I will be upset. There's no that- way, and I shouldn't say that because I'm sure Nintendo would find a way. Damn them. Uh, there's no way this could be linked to Pokemon Go as a full title RPG game, but the Switch does not have GPS capabilities, and it would have to be strictly tied to the Wi-Fi. Uh, what kind of way are they suggesting it could be somehow tied to Pokemon Go? Which you know, given the Nintendo property is there, as you know, Game Freak owns Pokemon and Nintendo owns Game Freak, uh, it's 
all entirely run by Niantic, which is a Google company. How is yep. that going to work out? So it, it's like the scenario would be something like this, right? So three people own the Pokemon franchise. Pokemon Company owns one third. Game Freak owns one third. Nintendo owns one third. Okay. Uh, Niantic is you know contracted out to do work on the Pokemon game. So what would happen likely because you said the capabilities of the Switch, it would likely just function like a Pokewalker, which was with HeartGold, Soul Silver, like uh, Nick said, where you'd send a Pokemon from your main game to pokemon go or oh, pokemon no. from pokemon go like to your pokemon main game. stadium style yeah sort of like that and they'd stay on that cartridge you could bring them back and that sort of thing but um yeah uh, i think that's the best case scenario worst case scenario they take the complete wrong influence from pokemon go and i'm actually i have a lot of harsh words for game freak on this one um and i will i will hit those whenever you're ready for the me to have them so yeah i have I mean, no i have nothing against pokemon go but it's it's different it's separate it's like with all the other spin-offs they've not really had beasts. much of a of a impact on the like the main core games and while the uh popularity of pokemon go and how much it spread pokemon around even more so that's great for it to have an effect on a main core game I would not be happy. I doubt it. I am. I am almost, I, you know, you made a, a wonderful prophecy that if I remember correctly, got debunked almost immediately. However, we'll, we will not look at that. I'm going to uh, say almost 100% certain this is my prophecy of my hand over my eye patch, the equivalent of my heart. It will not be tied in Pokemon Go in any way, shape or form. That's a hard call. I will say this is a very credible leak. I, I, I am going to stay with certainty. All right. I, if I'm wrong, I, I will not eat a pen. I'll eat this lay if I still have it. If not, at I, least you'll be able to digest it. I hope. Yes, instead of that pen that I immediately like forced <laughs> myself to be in the position to have to eat. Yeah, I have some uh, words for this though. If if you guys uh, want me to run a little bit here with game. Go Freak. ahead, take a minute. You so, you you lay down the law. Yeah, so I'm very, very scared and I'm very worried about these leaks because the one thing that we're overlooking here, I think, is that what the leak said too was that this is a Kanto remake, a semi-remake of Yellow version that's going to mm. be probably set in the future featuring Red and Blue and that sort of thing, follow Pokemon are back, yada yada. And I want to harken back to some of the earlier leaks for this mainline Pokemon Switch game, which was the picture of, there was a picture of a Lapras on what looked right. like Route 21 using Sun and Moon graphics with an Eevee on the shoulder. And this Let's Go Eevee version came months 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 after that but that original image had yet to be officially disproven so it's very likely that that's a real leak and what that would mean is that what we're actually getting out of our first mainline pokemon switch game is potentially a one-to-one -one remake of kanto with sun and moon graphics which is you know what that that's uh, my that's feeling of the matter is i'm actually quite the opposite my feeling of the I matter just, is that game freak is is they have a problem um and i think they have a problem where you know they'll be putting out things like breath of the wild they'll be putting out things like xenoblade chronicles 2 they'll be putting out things like odyssey things of that visual fidelity but game freak has decided if this is true to take the route of and we're not going to really innovate we're not going to use this opportunity we're just gonna here have kanto again i realized that gary's first pokemon was eevee or blue, yes. I guess, in this case. And obviously, yeah, red animal. or ash, it was Pikachu. Yeah, that's why the let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Because which makes sense to the focus on Pokemon Yellow, which also followed that same style where you start off with Pikachu and Gary slash blue or whoever mm -hmm. started off with yellow. Or sorry, yeah, yellow, uh, Eevee. Also, so, the latest Pokemon movie uh, features an Eevee prominently, and it's not out yet. 
and there could be some stuff there as well. There's a lot of new EV merchandise coming out. It all like Masuda Masuda over at Pokemon's been tweeting out EV stuff. There's a lot of stuff Ooh. going on. Yeah, but you know, I'm really I'm really uh, disappointed if this turns out to be a one for one for Kanto. My opinion is, if you want to uh, overhaul the graphics, right? If you want to overhaul the visuals, make a beautiful game that Switch is capable of, you that's fine. Do Kanto again. But if you're just gonna take Sun and Moon and not put any really effort into it and just one for one make Kanto again, and by that early leak, we might have seen that it's the same lineup as route 21 like changing almost nothing that's extremely disappointing for a yeah, first mainline pokemon game and that's that's really them dropping that's the ball. 60 dollar game right there yeah, and that's and we'll see if it even is maybe they keep it at 40 but still that's that's dropping the ball on a chance you could have had to innovate finally when's if uh, they do that but then just last minute curveball announces for the 3ds i would throw up i think i, I would i would probably yeah i would probably i actually get into a green hole yeah, before range. we get a pokemon battle royale yeah, I have the oh suspicion if this turns out to all Pokemon fall down from the sky. Yep. If this turns out to all be true, I actually have the suspicion that this game started development on the 3DS. If this turns out to be true, I, I have a suspicion that that was first slated for the 3DS. And then they're just I saw that picture, there. too. The resolution seemed very much like a 3DS picture. Yeah, and you can look at the assets too, and and I mean it's a blurry picture, but you can look at the assets and just say like, there's Sun and Moon right there. There's Gen Seven. Uh, what it looks like, so. That's that's a lot to take in. I guess we'll yeah. see what time, see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky multiplayer. Oh boy, yes. Finally. Uh, years, years after it came out, No Man's Sky finally is getting the the multiplayer it promised. You know, July twenty fourth on the. Uh, it's called the next update. <laughs> that's good. It yeah. should have been the first update, but you know, I'll take the next update. Yeah, should have been I mean, the first update. Um, it comes with full fledged, like you can do basically everything that you can do as a solo player with yeah. your uh, with your friends. I mean, yeah, that's exactly too. what they wanted. So. Yeah, No Man's Sky was an interesting situation where there's very few games where they'll have this horrible initial reception, do it poorly, you know, be a complete, honestly, uh, lying, straight lying to the community about what was in the game to the point where they got sued about it. But they actually, you know, they didn't drop it. They didn't run away with the tail between their legs. They stood firm and they updated the game and made it a good game in the end. So props mm-hmm. to them for doing that, honestly. Uh, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say props to standing the line, honestly, rather than running away. Honestly, I had no interest in playing this game in the very beginning. Uh, and then, you know, a, a week within a week of it being announced that it, it was essentially a burning trash fire. Uh, I was like, <laughs> wow, I'm glad I'm staying away from this. But then, you know, I'm hearing little bits uh, of redemption, if you will. You know, oh, they're doing this to fix this. Oh, here's this. You know, add a little bit more content, something to do. And finally, this is probably like the the jewel piece of you know redemption here. They've given the one big thing that people you know have wanted since day one: the idea of being able to traverse all of space and being able to see other people. Mm-hmm. Not marks left by them. Despite the, despite the lies, there are people who have still been playing it, so they they have a reason to actually put this out. Yep. So we might actually see a resurgence of uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, I have it over here. So. I feel like Sony would have to to step it up again, though. Do you think Sony would be willing to do something like that after the first time they tried backing it? Uh, they spent three years pushing it at their uh, PlayStation, oh, sorry, PlayStation Experience Conference in December. They spent like straight three years in a row pushing it. I think they're done talking about it. I don't think it'll have any sort of stage presence or anything like that, but it mm. will be good for the people still there, 100%. And people will come back. People will come back for that. Right. Fair enough. Uh, 
see somebody has down here for uh ubisoft uh earning calls yeah. earning calls pardon me Jeez, the bill walkie's best i swear uh who who threw this one down um i did uh it seemed like uh ubisoft in general had a pretty decent year uh, okay. Financially and games-wise, a lot of their games rank pretty high in comparison to other uh, big uh, developers that they listed down here. Um, they have three new AAA titles out next in the next fiscal year. The Crew 2, which I have not, not played the first one, so I can't say too much about that. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, which is expected to be out at the end of March next year. And another unannounced game from a franchise. Uh, um the issue with the division two coming out next year is that it seems like it'll be a direct uh indirect competition with anthem ea's anthem so it's gonna be interesting to see how those two play out or that plays out yeah that's Fair. definitely an interesting fight i think too because anthem's situation honestly is very much tied up in the battlefront 2 controversy right, where right. when we saw the loot box stuff happen anthem which everybody saw coming from a mile away but the second all that stuff went down everybody looked towards anthem and they were like yeah yeah we're gonna delay it's not like we had all those systems in our game or anything and we need to fix <laughs> it uh so anthem has a retreat a little bit and fix themselves out sort themselves out so hopefully they'll uh not come in with some massive loot box games as a service nonsense oh yeah. no they would never do anything no. like that <laughs> never <laughs> sir yeah anthem's, what anthem's platform already has a bit of scrutiny uh whereas the division started off not so great like it was it didn't have the worst start it didn't have the greatest start and then it got a little bit worse and then it got steadily better and mm -hmm. it's gotten to a really good point now. And in general, I think the community is really happy with it. So we have a good community versus uh, something with scrutiny uh, or like some criticism behind it already before it's even out and we've seen proper gameplay of it. Yep. So it's going to be um, my, if I had to bet, I'd bet on the Division 2 doing better initially um, for sure because there are a lot of people excited for that in a new setting. Uh, mind you, I say initially. I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm definitely in Ubisoft's camp here. I think they, I agree, they had an amazing year, honestly. Last year's E3 from Ubisoft was really good. To Honestly, it was on par with some of the console manufacturers, E3, as a spectacle. So Ubisoft's been doing a good job. They're in good boy territory, as far as I'm concerned, with what they've been putting out. Right. So I want to be on their side. I do think, though, I, I think that BioWare's name might carry a little further than The Division initially, but I don't want it to. I really think Division would deserve a second chance over, uh, over what's going on over EA and Bioware with that sort of thing. But um, I, I unfortunately think I'll see Anthem selling a little bit better at first, especially because Division 2 was one of those games, or Division was one of those games where, uh, you know, there's a big hullabaloo about it. It came out and worse than extremely negative coverage, right? Worse than extremely negative coverage, almost. It kind of got a, a silence. Like people talked about it mm. in whispers. We, we heard about the queues lining up to get in the game itself and that sort of thing, but it kind of just disappeared. And you don't want to be the game that disappears. No. But uh, because everybody knows Bioware, everyone knows EA, but Division that's a name that could be much more transient so i do hope that they do a good job and i really i'm rooting for ubisoft right now i really am especially because they actually just bought themselves back recently they were they were going under hostile From takeover Vivendi, right yeah Yep, oh, Vivendi man. was the, the evil villain story of Vivendi <laughs> trying to well, take over poor Ubisoft. It was it was out of the uh, frying pan and into the fryer though because uh, what's it called they finally got Vivendi to shut sell off their shares basically. But guess who bought up some of them? Tencent, which is you know the oh, big. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Tencent. Tencent now is five percent stake. But uh, oh, yeah, Tencent went and grabbed that up like they do everything else. So Tencent, the looming giant, the looming Chinese company giant, is coming, and uh, now they have a stake in Ubisoft. So. Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs>
Well, it used to be the case, honestly. Uh, it used to be the case that Ubisoft was spoken a lot like people talk about EA. They were in the sort of like, oh, we don't want to deal with your sign-in games as a service stuff. Like, uh, And it, it was really dragging. They were honestly, for a time, right around, I think, 2011 or so, they were on par in terms of hate. But Ubisoft really came back and EA just got worse. Yeah, especially with what they do with buying up smaller studios that put out fantastic games and just yeah. killing those studios. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Titanfall. Rest uh, in peace, never, everything. Everything, everything. Respawn, because I love Titanfall too. Man, the, yeah. Just the story be- behind Respawn, like the whole fallout between them and not fallout, but you know, Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Not Battlefield. Was it Battlefield or Call of Duty? Call of Duty, wasn't it? For uh, basically Respawn, if I remember correctly, was originally a part of the Infinity Ward. I I think I do forget. After after Modern Warfare, uh, you know, came a thing. Eventually, the top dogs of uh, what is now you know Respawn, they just couldn't deal with uh, the way that they were being treated over Mm -hmm. at uh, Activision, and Activision just said, you know, bye. See ya. You know, they they left and they're like, oh, we're gonna pull, you know, headhunt some people and make our own thing. And so they went to EA and said, hey, can we be a partner? And EA was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, they they took their supplies and their uh, their mindsets and they created, you know, Titanfall. Yep, which is yeah. great. And I love it too. But you know, you signed that contract with EA and it's already over. Honestly. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> then you're in trouble. Uh, moving along, uh, this is it could be a very small or big article depending on how you view it. A uh, Walmart from Canada accidentally posted quite a few of game releases that were supposed to be talked about more specifically on E3. Uh, Did you want to talk about this or you just want to just let it be? I don't want to spoil anything because I this leak is likely 100% credible. Uh, unfortunately, I think E3 has been spoiled a bit because there is a certain game on here that and you know what? This isn't spoilers because it was officially announced, but they called Rage 2. On yeah. this leak, and nobody asked for Rage Two. That's really out of left field. Nobody. But lo and behold, Rage Two is announced uh, not four days, five days later. So it's likely that this entire list is real, or at least most of it. And so I, I kind of want to stay away from it, just in case spoiler-wise, people want to uh, stay sure. away from the E3 leaks. But if people survive this and they don't want to listen to the you know the the uh, <laughs> the games that came out, honestly, a lot of them not that surprising. Like, yeah, uh, a lot of not surprises. I will okay. I will say one thing though. You'll find this out about Canadians. We are very passive aggressive. So, <laughs> oh hi Nick, I forgot. Uh, on this list, uh, I just want to, you know, I'm going to say one game that's going to come out this fault, year. Nick. Uh, it looks like uh, Madden 2019 is going to be coming out sometime this year. So, no, uh, no. I know, I know. Uh, um, just confirmed. You heard it here about, first. Um, it's a long shot, but N- NBA 2K19, long shot. Yeah. Yes, it's actually oh. on the list alongside uh, FIFA 19. Oh so my recently- god. I FIFA know. 19. EA is just eating it hard. They've been hiding these secrets for so long. These gems. Oh, man. No wonder why they're going to the dumps. That's why we're going to support people like Ubisoft. You don't see Ubisoft on here. I shouldn't say that, actually, because uh, there's an Ubisoft game on this. Damn it, Tyler. I know. <laughs> I know. Ah, oh, jeez. Shame on me. Shame but on me. You know Look I, will say this. I will say this. This list is not everything that's going to be announced at EA. We're missing no. a lot of big secrets that we're pretty sure are happening, so it's not going to be this bad, but it is still a leak. That's probably real. I'm so. very excited for one game in particular on this list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. But yeah, uh, keep your eyes out for Walmart Canada and stay away from that because they they got you. There's quite a few games uh, that came out this week. Uh, the one I remember in particular was uh, this Friday, or I guess last Friday, since you guys are hearing this on Monday. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive mm-hmm. Edition. I know we t- technically talked about it last week, but you know it came out this Friday, so 
uh, Switch owners rejoice, I guess, unless you have a Wii U game version of that, like me. Then uh, don't rejoice. Yeah, don't rejoice because you're not going to waste 60 bucks to buy the same thing plus, you know, an extra four skins. Screw yep. you. Yep. I uh, know we're getting down to the point where I think there's only three big Wii U exclusive left that aren't ported. Yeah, I think I'm waiting three or four. So, like, I'm waiting for the uh, the Skyward Sword uh, Twilight Princess Wind Waker trilogy HD mm-hmm. remake to come yep. out for the Switch. Then you just need uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Tokyo oh Mirage boy. Session, and Wonderful 101, and I think you have almost everything. So, yeah. <laughs> and then that's you pretty much have Some sort of like online thing where you could f- go through a catalog of games and maybe either pay for the games or have a subscription-based system where you could download and play those games as much as you want. Well, boy, if those are Nintendo games, then I got news for you, my good friend. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, the looks like i got three big games that got listed by uh my fellow compatriots over here wizard of legend uh what is that yeah, game that about? was me it was uh it's a very much top-down roguelike uh game uh just really fun really simple it's a shooter slasher kind of game uh just full of action uh you're a wizard you go through dungeons you can do all sorts of spells it's a local couch co-op for the consoles it's just really fun simple I don't see many of those these days. Happy to have it. Legendary. Mm. Uh, May twenty fifth. Uh, you know, I mentioned it before. Detroit Become Human. Finally it's coming out. You know, within the, you know this week, you're hearing it. I'm assuming <laughs> this Friday. Uh, the Friday uh, upcoming. The, yeah. uh, you know, Detroit Become Human. It's a big chance. Uh, it's worth the risk, I think. And plus, uh, actually, I have that next Monday off, so I'll get you know a chance to fully play. <laughs> Unless, of course, I'm completely held up by Persona 5, which, or Persona, a uh, personal, personal, I'm making this personal, <laughs> people, oh my god. I won't uh, complain if you're held up by that, honestly. I probably will. I honestly, uh, I'm going to sink some good time on it. I kind of wish it was on the Switch, though, you know, played on the go, but who cares? I'd also Enjoy say, wouldn't say that's out of the realm of possibility, honestly. Oh, don't say that. I'm already, I'm already ticked off. I paid fifty bucks for Persona Five today, right now, uh, Saturday, uh, May nineteenth. It's, it's right now. It's twenty five bucks. It's half off over at GameStop. Oh, okay, all right. So you know, I don't know if that sale is going to continue, but you know, hashtag rip. I had a friend pick it up for thirty on Christmas, like right around Black Mm -hmm. Friday sales. So it's definitely like a, a sale price sort of situation, but. Uh, that's it's the curse of being punished you know yeah. I, I lost an eye and all that and you know sale prices <laughs> uh state of decay 2 is coming out for xbox bc yes uh, may 22nd uh i'm not going to be touching that game uh there's a lot of games that are on my list of even looking at that game is not it never really crossed my realm yet so i haven't heard wow. enough people talk about it so yeah honestly, a few streamers got uh, early access and so far the reactions have been positive I haven't heard anything. That was a real no raving pause right there. It's mostly <laughs> no, been no raving reviews, nothing really exciting on my Twitter feed. It's just been a fun game. That's it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was actually talking to my buddy Josh about this, who played the original State of Decay, and we were more talking about it and the sequel and that sort of thing. And uh, zombie fatigue is a real thing. You know, a lot of us got tired of the zombie genre and stopped playing those games. But State of Decay, oh, at least, yeah. offers I'm also just of, terrified of it. It's just scary. Yeah, scary, okay. too. But State of Decay offers a lot more management in terms of, like, not social links necessarily, but you often have to manage, like, fights between your different survivors and that sort of thing when you're building your encampment. Some people might get angry over some situations and start arguments and start fights. So there's a lot of management in terms of managing your 
your uh, base, managing your town, managing your people, as well as the zombie survival game aspect. So that's at least a nice innovation, I think, on the genre. Try and get that in there a little bit. So, you know, happy for State of Decay 2. Happy that they actually decided to make a sequel for that. And that's that's all going and good. Actually, I think that the company that makes them were so set on like this vision, so set on making this game, that the name of the company, I think, is called Something Undead, like Turn Undead or something like that. Uh, because they were a just great paladin on. spell. Just yeah, there was a set on it. They were like, we're making a zombie game. Our company name is undead, whatever. So yeah, you know, Microsoft got a game out. Little, little claps for them. Yeah. Good job, Microsoft. Good job. <laughs> you, you did good. You know, see a fees, but they you need know, encouragement. Okay. They need encouragement just to put out a game. I mean, they're so used to buying their companies or otherwise having everything else on it that they're, they're not used to doing, you know, making their own just like this yeah. is weird this is new territory for them again mm-hmm. the funny thing too about microsoft is i joke about this a lot but microsoft's kind of a sleeping giant because they only got in honestly and this was this was a game history thing but they only got in the console space to compete against sony because sony's playstation was becoming a household name their whole purpose for getting in was like we don't want sony to be bigger than microsoft that's ridiculous no you know, certainly not we're windows we, we, you don't know. This is us. This is America, right? So they made a console, and they've been keeping that ever since. Just to, just kind of like you know, do its own thing. It doesn't turn a profit. The, it's like the a joke that's gone too far, yeah. and they just have to keep it going. And, and there's only <laughs> two series keeping it alive right now. One of them that's gotten a game recently. The other one, it's we have heard no news about. Yep, yep. And the thing though is that they're kind of a sleeping giant in that if they felt like it, Microsoft could win. Microsoft could win the console wars if they were just like, hey, look at our Microsoft money compared to your Sony money and your Nintendo money and laugh because they could just buy everything pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Microsoft, especially, you know, their Xbox One department or their video game section, mm-hmm. it's my net, you know, minute compared to their computer yeah. section. If they decided to say, hey, we're going to put a little bit more money over here, I'll say, bam, triple funds. Yep. We could do all sorts of crazy crap. If they and- felt like it, they could buy every Western developer, I feel. <laughs> I feel like uh, if they did that, though, it would show that they're taking things a little bit more serious. And I feel like they're in a happy, comfy position. Honestly, if they had their way, this is just me paraphrasing what I see through them. If they could make a giant holographic middle finger and aim it at Sony and that somehow (laughs) damned the flow of the money that Sony could make, Microsoft would be doing that instead. You know, the Xbox 360 would not exist back in the day, Mm -hmm. but you know what? They couldn't make you know holographics back then, so the 360 and the Xbox One is just simply going to have to do. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's crazy too because the whole brand. So if you take the Xbox brand as a whole across all the consoles, it was profitable for one month once, and other than that, it's just been in the hole right ever since. So they're perfectly content sitting there losing money, being like <laughs> Sony though. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been making millions. Suckers, <laughs> suckers, killing it. They just want to get Microsoft culture, Microsoft name in households, and that's what matters much more than the actual sales. So, heck, uh, the only thing I really know that Microsoft wants to get to everybody is their favorite color is blue hmm? and blue screen. Uh, <laughs> I guess wrapping up, is there anything else you guys want to go before we go into the final stretch? Uh, no, I'm pretty much all set on my end. Nick, I know you want to make that uh, announcement one last time. Go Ray ahead, buddy. Yeah. So if you if you want to help cure child cancer, child, children cancer, childhood yeah, cancer, yeah, kid yeah. cancer, um, go to guardiancon.co. Uh, there's a support uh, button top right of the page, and it'll take you to the Tiltify page where you can donate or subscribe, uh, sign up to be a monthly donator for St. Jude. Um, if you don't, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're wow. here, folks. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to hopefully if I make money from this casino trip, I will very, very strongly consider that as, you know, maybe my Falcon funds can go to that instead. 
How's that feel, Cam? Knowing my Falcom money mm, game. Falcom, I, sick kids. I know, right? Um, Hard choice. I need some time with that one, I think. I was like, why not both? It would be the greatest answer. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, okay. Anyways, I, there's so many ways I could go with that, but it would turn south very quickly. Uh, <laughs> us, us, team us. You can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com because apparently Hotmail is just too old because I love Hotmail. Apparently, it's just too old. Whatever. Oh, I, I still religiously use one of my Hotmail accounts. Good. Like my main, because people are like, hey, uh, I need your email and I'll say it. And they'll at hotmail.com and they look at me like, really? I'm like, yeah, I know. My AOL one got locked up. Get over it. <laughs> I actually but, get th- I get that for AOL still these days. Really? Yeah. Well, casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can ask us any question or comment or concern. We will potentially, as long as it's not, you know, horrifyingly offensive, it can be borderline offensive. We will probably <laughs> respond to it. Or you can hit us up on Twitter and we are at MasterQuestPod. I, I don't like using the word pod for podcast, but you know what? There is letter spaces. Yeah. We decided to do a three letter, you know, podcast name, whatever. All podcasts and game the, uh, that we will be doing together, if we do do it, will be found on our YouTube channel, which we'll link because we don't have a cool custom URL yet. We don't have the 100 subscribers. Don't worry. One day, one day. In fact, if you're watching this right now, since it doesn't do anything for you besides link us more of our good stuff to you, just hit that subscribe button. Do a yeah, smash that it. button. Smash yeah. that button. Smash the fun in the base like a boss. I, I, I just some angry version of uh, Jacksepticeye. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at two times Tyler, all one word, all letters. Nick, where, where can we find you, buddy? Um, you can find me on Twitter at lrwarrior11. Yeah. Um, I'm also at Mixer when I whenever I do finally get a ch- chance to stream at Mixer.com forward slash lrwarrior11. Nice. And Cam, what are you looking like over there, bud? All right, you can find me at Cam Collects on Twitter. One word, because that's how Twitter works. I stream on Twitch, also Cam Collects, and it's Saturday mornings at 9 and Monday evenings at 7 p.m. That's an Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you can also check out another podcast I'm on over at intothevideogame.libsyn.com. And uh, very specifically, you said uh, potentially this uh, Saturday you're going to be playing the uh, Pokemon Heart Gold randomizer. So that's actually sorry. Saturday is when I do the play for the first time thing. So Monday night is going to be probably a Pokemon randomizer. And that's going to be very interactive. So if you guys want to you know, come on, we can name Pokemon after you. You can help me make decisions and we're going to speed it up a little bit so the game doesn't take 22 hours. But we're going to okay. do a Pokemon randomizer. Now, so. when you say Monday, are we talking about the 21st as in technically people that are hearing it today? You're right. I think it would be, in fact. Okay, just making sure. I don't want to, you know, goof up here. So tonight at 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this through the podcast feeds tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern, since he's the coolest Rhode Islander on this podcast currently, unless the challenger like would appear. Five, there's like five Rhode Islanders, so it's not that. Look, hard, we but... clarified there was at least a million <laughs> of you suckers, so this I don't want to hear this crap. There's like three houses. I mean. <laughs> okay whatever uh (laughs) if you want to check out our discord go ahead and check out uh our twitter like i said at master quest pod we have a link for it you can go bug us and we'll probably bug you even further back until you leave don't worry we're friendly a little too friendly actually there's beer you know beer and bad decisions go hand in hand you know sometimes you get alcohol and you get a scratch off ticket and they're like hey let's sell you dollar scratch off tickets you know take 500 it's like okay sure i don't know where i'm going with this anyways Thank you very much. I'm Tyler. He's Cam. He's Nick. And 
this is actually the final section. This is it for episode two. I'm not, not the end of the, the whole podcast. <laughs> I would hope not. That was Casual Master Quest, guys. Oh, boy. All right. We, let's wrap it up. Yep. Uh, you guys have yourselves a great day. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Peace. Love you. Love you, too.